Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. Living Word, welcome. (laughs) To your associate pastor extraordinaire, the right Reverend Mike Mack. Thank you, brother. (laughs) Pastor, it's so good. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It, is, it, was, it was a good time to go. It's always good to come home. This is home, right? And I'm uh, so appreciative of everything God's done and doing. And I said doing. doing yeah. Amen. Amen. Because he's still doing. How many of you know he's still doing things today? And he wants to do them through us. How many of you know that? Yeah. Praise God. So that little ringing there. Um, yeah, we were... We were that one, uh, I told him I could do it with the handheld and be like Pentecostal preacher. Do a little shouting and running, <laughs> which is all right, too. But uh, we, were, we hadn't been anywhere all summer. And, and last summer, we went to uh, Southwest Believers Convention, and we saw where uh, uh, Brother Copeland and, and Jerry Seville were going to be up in, in uh, Southfield, Michigan, which is uh, Pat, uh, Bishop Keith Butler's church. What a marvelous church. It's a heap. They're in an old mausoleum, but it isn't old. Monastery. monastery. I'm sorry. I said mausoleum. It wouldn't be in there, would it? <laughs> <laughs> a monastery. That, that, yeah, and it's beautiful. And they, they've had it about 20 years, and it's on the nice grounds there. But we decided, hey, let's, we got a weekend here that probably won't get to go right away again. So let's buzz on up there in the Southfield, that's the Detroit area, and uh, no fear. People, you shouldn't fear going anywhere. If, God know, if you're going on God's assignment, amen? Now, if you're going just to be going in bad neighborhoods, you're, you're on your own. But praise God, we had an opportunity to go up there, and I was reminded uh, right away how good it is to be in an atmosphere of faith with a lot of people, Amen? And these people, uh, you know, as, and we'll, I'll talk a little bit more about it in a few minutes, but it, we go all the way back. How many of you know this, this church is here because an association, not by personal association, but by mentoring association, by Brother Copeland and Brother Hagen, which started with Brother Copeland and started with Brother, next with Brother Hagen. And on down now, it's still Pastor uh, Ken and Lynette are still really good friends with Pastor Larry and Pam. So we're here because of what that association. And Jerry Seville preached uh, a message. He, he had been with Brother Copeland. He got saved over 50 years ago. Can you turn that down just a little more, if you would? About 50, year, or 50 years ago, and he got saved and started out in ministry with uh, uh, Kenneth Copeland. And he had been with him 50 years, and... And uh, talking about his association with Brother Copeland, uh, Brother Hagen, uh, T.L. Osborne, uh, 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 Oral Roberts. They were how much they, he had gleaned from them over the years. And, and it got me thinking, you are who you are by who you hang with and who mentors you. You understand? If you want to be critical and, and negative, just hang with some relatives. No, I don't mean that wrong, but you don't understand. I mean, we have, don't we have family members that, 
that, that don't know God, or maybe if they know God just slightly, you know what I mean? Well, you just soon not be around them. And sometimes they're full, what's supposedly full gospel Christians. That's a, that's a broad term too, amen? Because uh, I heard Keith Moore say one time when, the, when that pastor ran off with his uh, secretary and took all the church's money, and he said, well, how could that be? He was a, he was a full gospel uh, Christian or pastor. He said he wasn't full that day. Right? So we, we have to stay full of the Spirit of God, and we have to stay with faith-filled people. Come on now. If you get in a crisis, who do you want to be with? They teach you this in the Army. They, we, we learned it even in the Navy. You wanted to be around people that the ship was, you were in a battle. You wanted to be with somebody that was going to be, have your back, hang with you. And not say, well, now, you know, stand in a corner somewhere and cry and moan and groan. And, and what are we going to do? What are we going to do? No, you want to be with somebody that says, hey, if God be for you, everything's possible with God. Nothing is impossible with him. You don't want to be, have somebody hanging with you. Well, you know, uh, you're sick, but, you, you know, uh, so-and-so had this, but they're not well, and they didn't get well. Well, you know, hey, we know bad things happen to good people. But I want to be with somebody that's willing to bolster my faith, help me to get through things that you're going through. So anyway, this message began to resonate with me on, on Friday afternoon, and it brought back to the remembrance of something he'd already preached. It's called increase by association. Who you associate with will determine your life. Really, it will. It'll determine your life. As, and I put it, in, it will empower your life. Now, it can empower your life or, or uh, to the negative or to the positive. And as Christians, we can't go on, on uh, uh, you, you can't go without eating every day physically, right? But you can't go uh, a week to week for an hour a day, an hour on a Sunday, basically, the time to praise and worship and, a, and, a, and the message comes forth, to the next week, you're going you're gonna to drown in, in the problems. You're not going to be, you're not, but you want to be with somebody that can put you over. So he began to talk about this message. And, and if you'll turn to uh, Proverbs chapter 13 was his, his text. And, and I don't feel bad at all about using it because nothing new under the sun. And most of these people preach every, it's like, like he said when he got associated with uh, Kenneth Copeland. Then he heard Brother Hagin. And he said, called Brother Copeland, he says, well, he's preaching everything, uh, all your messages. And Brother Copeland had to correct him. He says, no, I'm preaching all of his. And the, the good thing about that, I always like to go, the stories are different. Most of them, I've heard these. The stories can be different with different ministers, but the message has been the same. Brother Hagin preached the same message of faith and prayer for 60-some years. Brother Copeland's done it for over 50 years. I mean, the message, Keith Moore, they're preaching the same message. They're not coming up, well, I've got this new revelation, and it's just me. No, they might be climbing the mountain just a little bit different, but it's still the same message. You understand? So over in uh, Proverbs chapter 13 and verse uh, what did I have? 20, it says, uh, I'll find it in a minute. He who walks with wise men will be wise. He who walks with wise people are going to be wise. If you're hanging with, uh, uh, you know, uh, 
your homie's on the corner somewhere that's talking smack all the time, guess what? You're going to be talking it too. Isn't it amazing that you, you can get around somebody that's really negative and you spend a lot of time with them? You'll be finding yourself in that same camp. It's always, it's always these people that tell me, well, I want to go save my, uh, my, my buddies that are in the tavern. You can't go back to the tavern. You can't go back to your old haunts. You can't go back there. Now, you can invite them to be a part of what you're doing, and you can encourage them that you found something new, amen? But you can't go back there. But it goes on to say, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. In other words, you're hanging with fools, amen? So we need mentors. How many of you know we need mentors? We need people. Uh, I was thinking about this again about Pastor Larry. 1980. In Pastor Larry and Pam's living room, I received the Holy Ghost. Amen? And we got, I began to go with him and go with the, uh, this, this church back then when it was nothing but 35 people on a stage. But here we are still today preaching the same message through Pastor Scott and myself and others. That, but it's the same message. But you can't just hear it one time. If I was going on what I just heard back in 1980 and never, never uh, pursued that and never renewed my not mind to that, I wouldn't be here today. You know that's happened to a lot of people I've known over the years. Not serving God at all. Don't know what manner of person they are. Forgot who they were. Why? Because they didn't renew their mind on a continual basis and, and weren't listening to the right things. You've got to be listening to the right people. I tell you what, there are people out there today with letters behind their name about this long that are saying uh, the, whole, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit isn't for today. The gifts aren't for today. Healing isn't for today. There's all kinds of people out there trying to draw our faith down, but you need somebody to bolster our faith. When, when Ashley Kreider <laughs> went down, now she's up and going better all the time. We saw her tonight. She's so far ahead. Two, three and a half months ago, she was dead. Now, do you want somebody? Well, we don't know. No, you want somebody when they call, say, hey, we're standing with you. Amen? Amen. That she's going to live and she's going to come back. And the Bible says that you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It didn't say they'll instantaneously recover, but they will recover. Amen. That's the kind of people I want around me. I don't know about you. If I'm sick, I don't want to come like, well, you never know. God heals some, doesn't heal all. You know, if I'm having financial trouble, well, you know, these, these uh, faith preachers, you know, they're, all they want is your money. No, all they want to do is raise the bar so you can be a part of what God says you can and have, what God says you can have, and do what God says you can do. Amen? You can't preach this gospel without money. You can't go around the world. We, we, for years now, and you've seen many of the missionaries that have come through here, like 17 or 18% has been tithed to missions all these years. Now, they, Brother Copeland talked about it at the end of the, one of his service, talking about uh, partnership. He said, they've partnered with so many other ministries around the world, you know, good ministries. And he said, we kind of kept track. We've kept track of, of how many people were born again with the, the people we're partnered with and with our ministry in the last 50 years. And 121 million people have come to know the Lord. Amen. Well, I may not like his vernacular and the way he preaches all the time, or maybe you don't like him. Find somebody you do like is preaching the same message. Amen? Amen. Because you'll become wise when you walk with wise people. 
Amen? We ought to be speaking the word rather than what we think all the time. Everybody has an opinion, and it's always highly thought of by them. (laughs) Right? We all have one, and we all highly think of it. What does God say? That's the people you want to be around. But I got to thinking, I've talked about this before with other people over coffee or just talking in general. You need more than just one day a week or one night a week here at church. You need to be bolstered. Your faith needs to be bolstered. You need to listen to people. Well, he talked about that, and he talked about the 50 years he had been with uh, Brother uh, Copeland. And uh, bless you, my son. <laughs> anyway, but he talked about how he learned faith from, from Brother Copeland, walking with Brother Copeland. Because he says, when you, if you want to be a winner, who do you walk with? You walk with winners. Amen. And then he learned how uh, from Brother Oral Roberts when he met Oral and, and tra- actually traveled with Oral, traveled with him a little bit overseas and different things. But he said, I learned how he, the healing message and miracles were still for today. Yes. Then he said, I got hooked up with Brother Hagin. He said, I got around Brother Hagin. It was prayer and faith. Just the same message. Prayer and faith. Believing God for all things. You know? He said, then I hooked up with... with uh, or, T.L. Osborne, I got to know T.L. or follow T.L. Osborne. T.L. Osborne was a great, if, if you never heard of him, he was a great evangelist. Had tremendous miracles happen in his ministry worldwide, really. And so there are three, he said three of them are in heaven, but he says, I still get out their tapes and CDs and stuff that I've had for years. Amen? And listen to them repeatedly. Even though they're gone, they're still mentoring him. You want to walk and finish your course, finish your race that God has called you to, and he's all called us to the ministry of reconciliation. He's all called us to go lay hands on the sick. He's all called us to cast out devils. He's all called us to to preach the gospel, to live the gospel and preach the gospel. If we're going to preach the gospel, what is the gospel? The gospel is good news. It's not just you're saved to go to heaven, which that's part of it. But the full gospel is that he wants you healthy, he wants you wealthy, and he wants you, you know, prosperous, healthy, wealthy, and wise in everything you do. Why? Because that's, you can get the gospel. You can, I, Sandy and I um, were coming back and we were talking about how we've tithed and gave all these years and how God has always met our needs. Doesn't mean you don't go through some bumps in the road. Doesn't mean you never have a problem. But I'll tell you what. He works it out. <laughs> he works it out. The, the message is still the same. It has not changed. And I always like the one that Pastor Larry always said. And he's dealing with, with some things right now and has been for quite, quite a few years now. But he says, even if I don't receive everything he has from me, it doesn't change the word of God. We need, to, we need to have that resolve, my friends. This puts us over. But he goes on and he, he, he says uh, in the... Uh, that, and do you have that in the other, uh, the Amplified? He who walks as a camp companion with wise men is wise, but he who associates with self-confident fools is a fool himself and shall smart for it. <laughs> now, that's pretty heavy stuff. That's real strong stuff. And, but see, if you want to glean something, you, you get around people that have a spirit of faith. The same spirit of faith. 
that God, uh, that God had, that Jesus had. Jesus had a spirit of faith, did he not? He couldn't walk and do what God called him to do without faith. Amen? Now he tells us to have faith. In fact, Paul says over in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 4.16, you got that? Uh, Therefore, I urge you, imitate me. Well, and imitate me. Why would he say that? He wants you to live like he lived. Not, not necessarily be beaten and put in stocks and, and, and shipwrecked and, and, and have a viper hang on to his arm. No, he didn't want that. But he wanted you to be able to be Christ-like because he says in another passage over in, uh, what did I write down? Hebrews 6, I think it's 6, 12, that you do not become, no, that wasn't the one. I wanted uh, 1 Corinthians 11, 1. Thanks, John. This is easier than turning to all these. Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. We need mentors that are imitating the Spirit of God in Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. We need to be around those kind of people. doesn't mean you can't uh, uh, talk about other things or enjoy other things or have other things, but our, our, our number one goal is to be Christ-like. Wherever we do, we'll go, I've said it before. He wants us to look like us and act like him. Be like him. Amen? Have an answer in due season. Have, have wisdom to impart to other people. Not just, not just uh, go about and, well, I heard one time, I heard this one time. I don't know what God's going to do. I can't figure out. What. No, you can, do all, you can figure out exactly what he wants you to do by reading his word and listening to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. But you've got to be hanging with the right people. Amen? See, I need to hang with the right people. Imitate the right people. Amen? But he went on and talked about that, and then over in Hebrews 6, 12, we'll go to that right now, about John, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Get around God-filled people. That's why it's good to be in a, a care group or, or uh, come to prayer meetings or uh, on Sunday or uh, Saturday and Monday night. Come to prayer meetings. Be here at church. Be involved in church. Be around people that are doing something. You don't want to be around people that are not doing anything because I'll tell you what, it's real easy to get comfortable right here doing nothing. But when you get around faith-filled people, it may, listen, you want to do more for the kingdom. You want, to be, you want to be excited about, uh, about the kingdom of God. Listen, this isn't an old, drab, run-down uh, uh, gospel we're preaching. It's, it's powerful. It's, it's revolutionary. Amen? And we need to stay excited about it. I don't care how long you've been here, whether you've been here since 1981 or you just came in the door a week or two ago. Amen? I always find the people that just got into it usually get more excited than the ones that have been in it for a while. The old saying is it's easier to build something than it is to maintain it. But we need to maintain it. Amen? Amen. But he, if you want the anointing of God in your life, get around somebody that's anointed. I remember clear back Pam, when we were in the old building. Some of you might remember this. At, at the Tuesday night prayer meeting. I think it was Tuesday night, wasn't it? Yeah, Tuesday night prayer meeting. We, had a, we didn't have Wednesday night service in, so we just had that building on, on Sunday and, and Tuesday night. And, and we had it up in a classroom, and that classroom was big enough to hold about 60, 65 people, and that's about how many people got in there. 
and, and Pam and Pastor Larry would teach on prayer, then we'd start praying. Well, in all honesty, I didn't know how to pray. I mean, I, I could pray, you know, but more than that, like laying me down to sleep, you know, all that. But I could pray, but not like God wants you to pray. How many of you know God wants to call us all to pray? And he's even helped us because he gave us the Holy Spirit and the gift of tongues. So I mean, it, if you don't know what to pray, just start praying in tongues. Amen? Get around people that are praying in tongues. When you, I, I guarantee you, you start praying in tongues and you get around other people praying in tongues, things begin to happen. The gift of the Spirit begin to move and things begin to happen. But, but Pam would preach on that. And, uh, of course, one time she judo chopped uh, Dick, Dick Zellers in, in the... Uh, the, where was it? In your shoulder, neck, wasn't it? You had a neck. Yeah, and it went away. Amen? But we learned to do things. I learned to pray in those prayer meetings. Learned to be bold about it anyway. You learned to step out in it. Because th- some things are caught more than taught. You understand? You can listen to somebody. Listen, I can tell you, there have been times, no offense, Pastor, but you'll be sitting there and you'll be thinking about something else. I was always better at hands-on in, in all the jobs I had when I was in the Navy, everything else, than I was sitting in the classroom. It just resonated with me. And there's something about being around people that are faith-filled, full of the Holy Spirit, doing the things God wants, and positive influence on your life that will change you. So let's go back to, to what, uh, 745, I didn't watch the time, my wife's and daughter are back there in the classroom, so I better, better watch the 8 o'clock, all 8 o'clock, 8 bells and all as well if you stop. <laughs> but praise God. But, but here's the thing. Go again, back to where, I, over the years. So Pastor Larry and Pam are associated, they're going to the full gospel meetings, which they started, and Pastor Larry was sure he'd never go back, but he went back. Right, and then and then he gets hooked up with uh, Kenneth. Yeah, the, it was the McGay's fault. <laughs> but they got he got hooked up with Kenneth Copeland through one of his Byron Red. You know, some me- messages on there. Began to listen to that, and then it became a tape series. And then after that, he they heard about Rama, and they took off and went to Rama. Well, think about this. They came back preaching the full gospel. And the light came on in many of us back then. But the light can go out if you don't keep full of things. Well, I, over the years, I mean, I, can, I still listen to my, my uh, MP3 player at night. Is, is Keith Moore, I've heard so many of the same messages over and over because I haven't downloaded all new ones. I got that on my phone, but I don't listen. I'm listening to the Keith Moore. I'm listening to... Uh, uh, Robert Morris. I'm listening to Jerry Seville. I'm listening to, let's see, who else? Uh, once in a while, you pastor. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just teasing. Listening to people that bolster my faith. Now, I can only listen to so much news. I don't care if it's Fox. No, I'm serious. I, it's conservative network. I know not always, but it's mainly... But that still, what's the word? It will, it will cause you to doubt. It will cause you to worry. 
we just listened to a message up and back with Keith Moore called No Worries. No Worries. Well, aren't we supposed to be concerned? I'm worried about my children. You can be concerned but not worried about them where it keeps you up at night. What did Paul say? Paul said, be anxious for nothing but prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. Make your request known unto God. And the peace that passes understanding will guard your heart and mind. Amen? But you get around, you get those things, you're catching those things because you're hearing those things all the time. We live in a very demon-filled world. And if you don't recognize that, I don't know where you've been. It is a demon-influenced nation we're living in right now. And if you don't know what the Word of God says, you can be swayed and get nervous and get worried and get anxious and, and so fearful that you can't deal with your life. It happens, even in Christian circles. But it's, if, you wanna, if you want to be filled with the anointing of God, stay around people that are anointed. If you want to preach with authority... Be around people that are preaching the gospel, full gospel. Amen? Then when you're sitting across from somebody in a, in a restaurant drinking coffee, you can begin to talk to them because it'll come to your remembrance. If you want to pray for the sick, get around somebody that's been praying for the sick. Amen? And say to yourself, I can do that because the word of God tells me I can do that. And brother or sister so-and-so do that. And I see them get results. And I want to, that was one of the things that Keith Butler said. They interviewed him and his wife before the service. They always interview people. And he said, uh, I always wanted to be around somebody. And he said, I found them. He said that not only preached that gospel, full gospel, but he said lived it. Well, Brother Hagen was one because he went to Ramah. And Brother Copeland's another one around people that not only preach it, but live it. And, and you see people that stay the course. If you want to stay the course, hang around people. Well, how do I do that, Mike? Just what I told you. Get your download. We have so many great devices today. <laughs> you can download. I mean, I, I got right here on, on uh, I got probably 10 ministers on here that I like. I don't listen to them all the time. In fact, they've sent me notes once in a while and say, you still want to download stuff? I, no, 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 I want, to stay, I want to stay on because they don't stop if you don't. But you know what? It's amazing how many times I've, I've plugged in something and thought, wow, I really need to hear this today. Something maybe totally I hadn't even thought about listening to. Amen? We need to be doing that all the time. You'll become like the people you hang with. I'm hanging with Keith Moore and he don't even know it. Brother Copeland didn't know me from Adam. I was hanging with him on, on, you know, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Jerry Seville, the praise team, David Ellis. <laughs> you got to know David Ellis. Yeah, he is. He's just, he's the energizer bunny, I'm telling you. But, but you see what I'm saying. This is what we need today. You want to be, you want to be effective Live the gospel and preach the gospel. You want to be influence other people for the kingdom of God? Get around people that are doing something. Don't back up. Don't sit down. Don't say, I'm done. Get, say, I'm, I'm up and coming. I'm going to hang with some people that are doing something. Well, what's that mean? Well, it may mean you need to partner with somebody. 
You need to pay your tithes and, and, and give offerings here to missionaries. You, it, because when you see that happening around the world, you see people that have come in here just like the Fishers were in here, the Childs were in here. That's exciting because you're a part of it. That's what partnership is. They, I mean, these people know Pastor Scott. They don't know me, but I'm helping their ministry, right, when I, when I give to them. I, I'm partnering with other ministries that, you know, uh, when, you, when you partner with uh, Brother uh, Keith Moore or Brother Co- Copeland or somebody, you're partnering with somebody that's doing something. I don't, definitely don't want to partner with somebody that's down on the full gospel message. I don't even want to listen to them. I'm sorry. I mean, no, I'm not sorry. There used to be a guy on the radio and, and from Dallas Seminary, and I forget his name now. Pam, you'd remember. Um, and he, he was great. I mean, he, could, he, he would rival Pastor Scott in the Old Testament. I think you know who I'm talking about. And he had a brother that was, that was filled with the Holy Spirit, but he was so outspoken against the baptism of the Holy Spirit just made me want to cringe. You know, I'm t- he's well-known, well-known, well-known speaker. I don't want to hang with them. I don't want them to tell me that the experience I've had with the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit living in me is not today, because I know better. I ain't got them letters hanging behind my name, but I, I got the Holy Spirit living inside of me. Amen? So, anyway... Oh, I got off on all that. I didn't even, but, but you have to associate with people. You look in the Bible, and we, we'll quit here in just a minute, but you look at Moses and, over, and Moses and Joshua. Why, why did God say, lay your hands on Joshua? I'm going to anoint him to carry the, carry the torch. Because he had been associated with him for the longest time. Amen. I'm sure they had their disagreements a little bit, but they were associated together. They were together. I, I look at, I thought of uh, uh, Elijah and Elisha. Elisha followed, he went back home for just a short time to say goodbye, and he followed Elijah everywhere he went. In fact, Elijah got kind of indignant with him, say, well, you just go on down the road. No, I, I'm staying with you till you leave this earth. And when he did, he says, what can I do for you? And he says, I want a double portion of what you had. And when he got taken up and they began to split, he split the Jordan. And when he, I think it was the Jordan, am I right? He split the Jordan. The men looked at him and said, he has the spirit of Elijah. Where do you think he got that? He didn't get that from showing up once, once a month at church or, uh, you know, uh, once in a while at a Bible club. He got it because he followed them all those years. I, I was thinking about, you ever read in 1 Samuel uh, about Jonathan and his armor bearer? You ever read that? I know you have. It, Jonathan, the armies have, uh, are, are gathered together against Jonathan. And Jonathan says to his armor bearer, he says, it, let's go up uh, and, and t- overtake them. For, and I'm paraphrasing, of course. But he said, for it must, might be this day that the Lord will work for us. You know what his armor bearer said? Now, this was the guy that was associated with him, probably a very good friend at this point in time. He says, whatever's in your heart, we do, basically. Where did he get that? Most armor, somebody else may, I don't know if I want to do this or not. 
And they went out and slew the the army coming against them. And the armor bearer didn't even have a sword when they started. Seriously. Who do you want hanging with you? Somebody that says, man, I know you're going through a lot, but if God be for you, come on now. You can do this. He's going to help you. Amen? That's who I want hanging with me, and I want to hang with them. I want you folks, everyone here, and I know Pastor does too, to be like that. Be an inspiration. Be a Barnabas. Be an encourager. Because when you encourage what the promises are and what God says, you're not blowing smoke. You're telling the truth. Amen? Amen. But I thought about those things. Uh, Brother Copeland told a story uh, about uh, an eye surgeon. And he said, he, he knew this eye surgeon, and he said, uh, well, how did you become an eye surgeon? How, what, what did it take? He says, I had to practice thousands of hours. And he said, I practiced, practiced on grapes, thousands of grapes, learning how to peel that, that back. He talked to another, and he was actually there, uh, is out of Keith Butler's church, a brain surgeon. He was sitting on the front row. He's, I think he's been on Brother Copeland's program. And uh, he says, do you go into that eight, nine-hour surgery or whatever and without practicing? He says, no. <laughs> I practice all the time. Do you think about that? Somebody's doing something for you. Those surgeons that worked on Ashley just so happened they be, were um, experts, weren't they? Just so happened they be on, were on duty at Carl. Who would you rather have? Yeah. Well, do you want to go to war with somebody that's afraid and, and, and maybe uh, uh, says to you, well, I don't know if, if you know what, what's going to happen here, what's God's going to do? No. I want to go with somebody that says, hey, let's go up this day for the Lord will work for us. Yes. Amen. That's who you want to be around. That's the church we want to have. That's the encouragement you can give to the lost when they don't know what way to turn. Amen? They don't know which way to turn. But you've got to know who you're associating with. My question to you tonight, who do you associate with? Amen? Some people you can't help but associate with because you work with them. But you can bring the light rather than the darkness that's there. Amen? Sometimes you have, like I said earlier, you have family that you have to be around sometimes. But you know what? You can carry the mantle. You can carry the torch. You can raise the bar. Don't go down to the level that, that even some good brothers and sisters, what you would say, Christian brothers and sisters, that it may always negative, always critical, always down, never a good word. Get with somebody that's positive about the things of God. Amen. Amen. Say, if God be for me, who can be against me? Amen. Greater is he in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things. Amen. That's the people. That's what we want to be. Now you say, well, I've been around all these years. Yeah, but we haven't finished our race yet. None of us. Not not one of us have finished our race. When Paul said over in, in Romans 12, too, which is one of my favorite scriptures, be not conformed to this world. But you know, you can be a, a, a born-again Christian, a spirit-filled Christian. Thanks, Roger. Get that for me, will you? You can be a, a spirit-filled Christian, or what you call a spirit-filled Christian, 
But you can, you can live the way the world does. Be not conformed to this world or the world's way, but be ye transformed by the renewing, continual renewing, Amplified says, continual renewing of your mind. There it is up there. That you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God for your life and for your course of life. Amen? When you get, to, I'll tell you what it does. It jerks the slack out of you when you begin to listen to spirit-filled preachers and teachers and you begin to worship God, you begin to magnify the Lord. It draws the slack out of you. You don't want the things that so entice you so easily. I'm not talking about uh, uh, sinful things, but worldly things. It says, you know, what is it? The, the weights, the things that would draw you back. You know, it causes you to pray when you don't necessarily feel like praying for others and for, for getting up and praying in the Holy Spirit and, and believing God for your family and for the lost and for those that hurt him rather than say, ah, I ain't praying for them. They ain't done, you know. No, you get the attitude, they need Jesus. And they may not know him other than what I do praying for him. Somebody needs to get a hold of this person. Amen. So you don't look at the circumstances, you look at what God says, and you begin to put it in your life. And I'll tell you what, the next thing you know, you'll be, he'll be walking up right. You'll be thanking God. God, I thank you. I'm so thankful today. Are you thankful today? I'm thankful today that we got hooked up with, with uh, uh, a Pam and Larry Millis, a truck driving uh, meat salesman, <laughs> you know, and a, and a uh, what was it you sold? Tupperware sales lady. Who cares about that? I care about the spirits in them. Amen? I owe them. I don't know about you, but I owe them. God hooked us. God's associated us. God's associated me and you and everybody else here. We need to uplift each other and come on. Get to praying. Get to believing God that these seats and we're not done here. I hope you know that. But you know what? If we're not careful, we can fall into that mode. Well, I don't know. Things ain't, you know, there's a lot of empty seats and things ain't looking like, you know. I'm, no, be worried. Be thanking God. That same Jesus, that same, <laughs> that same Jesus that saved you is still doing his work today. Amen? Isn't that exciting? We ought to be excited. Well, uh, you know, I'm getting a little older and getting retired. Older my foot. We, we're, we're like little kids crawling on the floor in, in the span of eternity. Really. If you just need to say to yourself every morning, get up. I have the favor of God. I haven't even begun to start yet. God's not done with me yet. Amen. Say this with me. I'm a doer, not a doubter. I live for God. He lives in me. Therefore, I choose to believe him. I, I choose to associate with God-filled, God-hungry people that know about faith, know about the Word of God, and are doing and demonstrating it. Amen? You agree with that? Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.